The new, improved sound quality of Strange Assembly is brought to you by www.l5rsearch.com. L5rsearch.com is a comprehensive online L5R card database with tools to assist in optimizing your decks, proxying cards, or simply finding out about unusual cards. Once you know what you need, L5rshop.com puts it in your hands quickly and economically. I'm Chris Stevenson, and this is Strange Assembly. Joining me today are Jay Earl and John Freeman. You'll get three segments on today's episode. The first is a War of Honor review for those who may not be all that familiar with L5R. The second is a look at what's in the War of Honor box for L5R players. And the final segment is our wild guesses about what might go on with War of Honor Constructed. You may or may not notice that this episode was recorded way back on June 12th. Sorry for the delay on that. Unfortunately, there are other matters in life that sometimes take precedence over recording the podcast. I will do my best going forward to make sure that my wife never gets sick again. Anyhow, enjoy. I'm Chris Stevenson, and this is Strange Assembly. I'm here today with Jay Earl. Hello. And John Freeman. Hi again. And we're going to be talking about the new game from Alderac Entertainment Group called War of Honor. It is a card and big hextile constructible board game set in AEG's world of Legend of the Five Rings. It retails for $59.99. And I guess the first thing to note is that this game can be played as a standalone game. The cards from this game can also be taken and played in the broader Legend of the Five Rings collectible card game. But today, we are just looking at this game as a standalone game. So, we'll have another discussion available of this game if you want it from the perspective of someone who plays the CCG, but uh, that's not this. So for people who don't play Legend of the Five Rings, it is a samurai setting, basically fantasy Japan, and, you know, with modifications. Right, it's sort of the the D&D equivalent (laughs) of Japan instead of Europe. War of Honor you start with a, a deck of cards. It's not a deck-building game or anything. You just have your two decks of cards that you play with. The way that you ultimately win is by either dishonoring your enemies, becoming so honorable yourself that everyone acknowledges you as, as awesome. the bestest, militarily crushing your enemies, or achieving enlightenment. And the way that you get there is that at the end of every turn you check to see if you've done enough towards that path to victory and if you do you move one step along the path and then when you get five steps on a particular path to victory you win the game 
in the box set, you can play one of four different factions, although you can play with less than four players. You can't play with more than four players. And each one of those factions is geared towards one of the paths of victory. The lion or the archetypal samurai, they're, they're honorable, but they're about kicking your butt. And they try to achieve, try to win through the, the path of military. The phoenix are a clan of Shugenja, who are the Rokugen spellcasters. And they tend to win by honor, although they can blow you up while they're doing it. The scorpion are these sniveling political guys of the box. They focus on magistrate personalities who try to dishonor their enemies uh, and then exploit that dishonorableness. The last clan in the box is the dragon. The dragon focus on the path of enlightenment, and so they are and a bunch Kung of... Kung Fu fighting. Yes, enlightenment through punching you in the face most of the time. That is where enlightenment is. It's in your face, and like a piñata, I got a punch to get it out. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe you're wondering how you set up the game, since I uh, jump straight to how you win. Uh, like we said earlier, there's a constructible board made out of hex tiles. There's big punch-out sheets of these in the game. They're pretty nice quality. Uh, each clan has two blank tiles and then three stronghold tiles that do something. And then each clan has two decks, one called a fate deck that has actions and things that you equip on your characters, and then the other one called a dynasty deck that has holdings, which are the resource generator for Legend of the Five Rings. You buy them and then you buy more stuff with them. And then personalities, who are the main guys who go out and do the fighting or the dishonoring as the case may be. You also start with a clan-specific stronghold in play, and that does something depending on uh, which clan you are. The Phoenix one lets you cast spells better. The Lion one, you get to take advantage of using Bushido Virtues uh, in your deck. The Dragon one tries to get you to more cards to enlighten, because that's but they do. Flavorful. It's not really flavorful in the same way now that I think about it. <laughs> and the Scorpion one makes you lose honor. So, we've played a good number of games now with both three players and four players. So what did you guys think of the game? With three players, it seemed that one player would kind of falter towards the middle of the game and then decide between the the other two which one gets to win. Um, I was kind of that player who faltered both of those games. And at that point it became, okay, which one of us do you want to win this game? Because you're obviously not going to. I'm not saying that it can't be played with, with an odd number of players. But if you're going to play with just three, it's according to, I guess, which mix of the four decks you, you pick from. Well, I think that in the four-player games as well, it is definitely an interactive game. Mm -hmm. It definitely 
involves, as most really interactive multiplayer games do at some point, it does involve some level of politicking. If the other players don't want you to win, you're not going to win. No. Or it's very, or it's very, very hard for the other players to, to be able to do that. And even in the four-player game, I, I know that we ended up with situations where you had that you know, final attack and somebody's trying to win by military and take a province or or we had one where the Enlightenment deck was attacking, I was playing the Dishonor deck, the Enlightenment deck was attacking into me. I'm trying to cause him enough honor loss during the course of the battle that I will advance my path to victory. He's trying to be able to put one of the rings into play. The rings get put into play. There were five rings, air, earth, fire, water, and the void, the five elements in your fantasy Asian cosmos. And each of them has a specific way to put it into play. The particular ring that he still had yet to put into play was one that required him to engage in the the face punching with the cards that he had in his hand to actually get it out. Right. You, you can end up with a similar thing when you have two people are close. At some point you have to decide, do you let somebody win? Do you try to intercede on, on somebody else's behalf? Right, well, I mean... You're going to either, you have it that two people are close, and the other players get to decide who wins, or somebody's running away with it. There's no way to, I guess you could have everybody is kind of close, but. Yeah, well, and you can end up with situations where you've got even three decks that are all within striking distance, but I think it's hard to have a situation where three of the different factions are in striking distance, and they're all in control. One of the effects of that hex tile board that you set up is that it dictates exactly when different people can ally with each other and if you can put one of the other players in a position that they can't call for allies that can be really helpful because now they can't bring anybody else in you can just have their it's just the two of you so nobody else can gain points that turn yeah and i do think that each of the four decks plays differently you basically end up with two decks that are more about attacking and getting into battles directly to achieve their win condition and then two decks that are 10 more to be clock decks the most clock deck in this is the phoenix honor deck which has very little offensive capability and it tries to advance its win condition by gaining honor and it doesn't gain a lot of its honor in battle. Battle is just this thing that it has to do, and it's really just marching. Once it gets going at all, it is going to advance its win condition every single turn. Right. I mean, it, it should almost assuredly gain a point on its own turn, but it then also has a hard time gaining points off of its own turn. Yeah, yeah. It's not but impossible, but it's hard to do. You can pay extra for a personality once per turn when you when you buy them on your turn to gain extra honor, and that gives the Phoenix deck the little extra kick it needs to basically always go over on its own turn. The other point looking at deck is the, is the Scorpion Dishonor, and while the Honor deck is trying to gain honor for itself, the Scorpion deck is trying to cause honor loss to other people, but the Dishonor deck doesn't have that same automatic built-in on its own turn, so it may or may not actually be able to hit uh a step on its path to victory on its turn, but the fate deck is full of action cards that say 
do something, choose a player who loses two, you know, the player loses two honor. And so when you attack into the Scorpion deck, it's got a much better chance of being it's able to... It's going to advance its its win condition. Almost yeah. assuredly, yeah. Right. And that's the sort of thing that then, again, politics are more than just who's maybe playing Kingmaker early on. Well, not just polit- politically, but, but strategically, you have to decide things like, I'm being attacked. The Scorpion deck could come in and help me out and help me defend my provinces, but then the Scorpion deck will probably advance his path to victory, exactly. even though the Lion deck now won't, right? because it won't be able to take the province. Uh, and those are, obviously, the Lion deck is one of the more battle-focused decks. It can gain a lot of honor in the course of its battles, but it really only gains... It, it can only advance in honor, I think, if it is Goes winning battle. a battle. You can buy oh, a guy right. and get half of the way to the win condition, but just sitting at home, you're never going to gain honor. So Right, and I, mean, I think that's one of the strengths of the Lion deck is, in the sealed format, it has the best chance to explore two paths that it can very easily go to battle, take a province, in the course gain four to six honor, buy a guy for full, it's now gaining a military path point and an honor path point. Yeah, and when Jay says buying a guy for full, that's some lingo in from the CC. That's paying the the extra gold to, to gain the personal honor. Each of the personalities has a force, which is used to determine who wins the battle, and they have a chi, which represents their inner strength. Militaristic personalities tend to have higher force. You know, more spiritually focused personalities tend to have higher chi, although most of them are in the, the three to four range. The Enlightenment deck is a little bit less military than the military deck, I guess, obviously. It can put some of the rings into play just sitting at home. But some of them, it has to go to battle. There's one ring where you have to til- kill two guys to put it into play. The Ring of Water, you have to play four different battle actions in one battle. The nice thing about the Enlightenment deck, if you're playing it, is that it doesn't have as good a battle actions as the Lion deck does, but it doesn't necessarily have to win the battle. If you want to put the Ring of Earth into right, play... it only you act- needs to win one battle. You have to win the battle, but the Ring of Water or the Ring of the Void, you might be able to put into play during the course of a battle. And then, I mean, you care whether or not you win the battle, but losing the battle doesn't stop you from advancing your path to victory. Turns out you can enlighten by getting punched in the face as well. There's some wisdom there, too. Yes. So I think that the four different decks present four decks pretty distinct play experiences and you can if you i mean if you want and you want to buy more than one set of war of honor you could play with more than four people or you could put more than one of the same deck if you have two people who really want to play a particular style of deck i guess you could buy a second copy of of war of honor but it does definitely change the pace of the game or the flow of the game really depending on which decks show up. If you have both of the clock decks and only one of the military decks in there, or both of the more military-focused and one of the clock decks, that can really adjust, uh, I think, what the early game options are. If you have the dragon deck and the lion deck and then the honor deck or the dishonor deck in there, there's no way that the clock deck can defend itself early on if the no. other two sides no. decide to gang up on them. They may not, but... Similarly, if you have 
both of the sit-back decks in there and then one of the more aggressive decks, a lot of the flow of that game is going to be dictated by who they attack and where. The Scorpion deck has some ability to force things, but the Phoenix deck doesn't really have no. much to do but turtle up. It does turtle up pretty well, though, once it gets going. Yeah, it does. Yeah. If you leave it alone too long, it'll, it'll be a hard, hard to crack. Mm-hmm. And it'll win before, you're, before you know it. Yeah. The Scorpion deck, though, it's, it's a lot harder to turtle with it just because the majority of your actions are battle actions, like you were saying. It's do something cool, lose, choose somebody who loses two honor. And the majority of those cards are battle actions. Yeah, yeah. If you're in a position where you're actually able to automatically advance your win condition every turn, there's a good chance that that means that there's a military player out there who is about to win because the Scorpion deck causes honor loss to other players based on the number of provinces that they've lost, yeah. uh, which is how the military deck advances its win condition. Right. Which uh, is why the military wants to attack the scorpion. <laughs> that, that is a reason. To, well, and, and the, that's a reason why the military deck would want to attack the scorpion. The military deck also might want to attack the honor deck because attacking into the scorpion deck lets it achieve its path to victory. Attacking into the honor deck might not. It's definitely a very strategic and and tactical game i i know it comes in a box about the size of something like dominion or one of the standalone thunderstone expansions but it's not really like those at all except that it has cards right they're much much more interactive i think than most of the card games that get put out on the market and it is i guess a very strategic for a card game it seems that card games tend to fall more into the resource management yeah or resource management or more casual sorts of things where maybe they're interactive but they're not necessarily that heavy this is definitely a game that you're gonna uh, do a little bit of thinking on now i'm not sure what it says on the box but i think you're probably looking at I mean, an, at least an hour for a game, hour yeah, and a half. It says, yeah, it I, I think the icon has 60 to 90 minutes. Yeah, that sounds and about right. I think for a new play, for a brand new player to L5R, it's going to take well, 75 to 90 minutes. Well, yeah, I mean, games do take longer if you don't know how to play the game. And this is this is also definitely not as complicated as the full Legend of the Five no. Rings CCG, which yeah, has a reputation as I don't know if it's the most complex strategic CCG that's really had any kind of commercial success, but it's certainly close. And while this is a lot more complicated than playing Dominion or or Nightfall, it's definitely not within the same realm. And of course, it doesn't also have the moving parts. I do think that you can actually just play this as a standalone game. I, I, yes. It, oh, definitely. It definitely exists as a standalone game. It is not just a gateway into the CCG. Don't no. get me wrong, I'm sure AG would love it if you pick it up and decide I would like to play more of this and go buy some some packs, but... You don't have to. You can stop here. Yeah. Were there any downsides that you guys found about the game? 
I think we've hinted around this a little bit, but I think the three to four player jump is huge. That four players is a lot more balanced than three players is. Just that there's, I mean, first off, you've got two attack decks and two clock decks. Yeah, I think it's better with four players. There's less of a chance that one player just gets off to a bad start and then somebody just comes in and slams him. There's more chance that somebody's going to come in and help him out. Right. And you actually have to be more careful about leaving yourself vulnerable to counterattack if you're just all in slamming on the guy who gets off to a slow start. Right. One of the problems with three is if you just have one of the two military decks and the two clock decks, the military deck can just go to town because it really doesn't care too much about reprisal. Whereas if you have both military decks, they have to save some amount of force for defense. Well, there is a, a balancing factor back to that. If you're the one military deck and there are two clock decks, that means there's only you to actually try to keep down both, both of the clock decks. True. I think in four-player, obviously there's still king-making and there's still politics, but I think that it got less quickly into a very direct, I can't win, yeah. and I have to pick one of you two to win. There's more of an ability, I think, in the four-player game for people to... For those situations to be a little bit more complicated, a little bit more fluid, and to less obviously get into a, you have absolutely no choice but to pick one of these two players who's going to win. Right. Like we mentioned earlier, it is designed so that the CCG players can take the cards in it and put them into their decks. There are nine factions in the CCG, and there are nine tile sets in here, even though this game only comes with four clans. So you're basically using the four clan tile sheets. The one generic tile sheet that has the central starting tile, Toshi Ranbo, and the honor and dishonor trackers. And then a sixth sheet that is the path to victory tracker. They give you a nice big sturdy one of those instead of just a piece of paper, which I like. But then you get another five sheets that really you aren't going to use. I'm sure you yeah, can find an L5R player who will want them. Right. Yeah. And I mean, presumably there will be an expansion at some point that will have decks for some of those, and maybe you can use them, but who knows. At this time, to the best of my knowledge, there are no expansion plans. Certainly AEG has not announced them. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm sure that if the game sells like hotcakes, they will make expansions because right. that's what game companies do now. It will be, here's a box of four more decks, or even five more decks, one for each of the remaining factions. And Yeah, I'm guessing it would be like a two-pack yeah, two faction deck. Yeah. Well, it would be two if they wanted to do it as an expansion, or another, another set of four, of four if it was yeah. going to be standalone. True. Right. That's my guess, because the four is a nice number, because that gives you the four different paths to victory with... One deck that does each. Yeah, with four fairly Presumably. archetypal decks. I mean, I could see them doing something like... There are aspects of the clans that are there out in the flavor of the world that you don't see in this game. And the Scorpion have family full of ninja. Yeah. So you might see a Scorpion ninja deck. Of the, I don't know why we're getting into or, what they might do in an expansion now. There's certainly stuff out there... Well, I don't know what you're saying. Sorry, I'm the one who's talking about it. Yeah, there's certainly stuff out that they could do an expansion, but... They, they haven't officially announced that and... I would not worry about an expansion. I know that a concern I think that some people have about this game is, again, that does this really stand alone? And I don't... I think it really does. Yes. I mean, just 
four decks are different enough and there are enough I don't know. You have I enough weapons well enough. in each deck to make yeah. them effective. And they're, they're well enough balanced to each other that sort of the, the problem I have with three versus four is because they're well enough balanced, when you when you have three, that's... Yeah, it's... There, there's no... The players equivalent are pulling. Because, yeah. Right. But the, the four decks themselves are very well balanced against each other. Uh, as a standalone four-player game, it's, it's, it's really good. Yeah, I like that. So, if you're looking for a card game that's uh, a little bit more a thinking man's game, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I adore Dominion and, and Thunderstone uh, and all that, but this is definitely something that's a little bit different. Go into your local game store, look for the boring-looking <laughs> beige-yellow box. They have a piece of art with a big border, and it's all this beige-yellow there's better artwork in the book, in the in the rule book, and the rule book is also very nice, very large, very full color. Lots of pretty pictures. Yeah, and I think goes through everything very well. But yes, go into your game store if this is the sort of thing and look into that. Uh, but we yeah, we liked it. Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, this has been a strange assembly review. You can subscribe to the full strange assembly podcast on iTunes, or you can visit us at www.strangeassembly.com. Our main page is updated almost every day. We have a forum where you can come and chat with us. You can also follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Just search up Strange Assembly on either one of those. You can get a hold of me at chris at strangeassembly.com, or if you want to bug them for some reason, J or John, J-O-N, at strangeassembly.com. Promotional consideration was provided by AEG in the form of a review copy. For John Freeman and Jay Earl, I'm Chris Stevenson, and this is Strange Assembly. What's in the box? Nothing! Stupid! You're so stupid! I don't know that reference. Neither do I. UHF, right. really? No well, one? There's no Trevor, there's no Kevin, there's no Justin. No one gets your references. What reference is Sad that? face. UHF. Oh, the Weird Al Weird movie. Weird Al movie. Yeah, okay. yeah, At least I know what it is. In case you hadn't noticed, we've uh, shooed away all the people who aren't regular podcast <laughs> listeners, so now you just get us sounding like idiots again. No, wait, that would imply that we didn't sound like idiots in the last segment. Yeah, I was say, do we have another setting besides <laughs> sounding like idiots? Because somebody, dumb, somebody less should tell me about that. <laughs> I didn't realize that was an option. Well, we figured it wasn't an option for you, so we didn't want to let you know you'd feel bad. Oh, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, this is the segment where we talk about War of Honor and what's in the box for people who do play Legend of the Five Ring. If they just want to cannibalize it for their decks, yes. rather than playing it as a sealed thing. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we could talk about it what's in I mean, for just playing it by itself, because I think we all do think it actually does play very well yes. by itself, and yes. I'm actually not planning on cannibalizing it in, in a wholesale fashion. I'll just you know, pull the Temple to Harmony out. Right, right. <laughs> and put it back <laughs> when you're done. Take yeah. all these good monk cards, put them in my deck. <laughs> Well, the the one anyway.
But if you are I looking at two. buying it for all of the different singles that are in it, I guess we should start with the ones that are not legal, just to give you an idea of what's in there. Yeah, I know we put up on the Strange Assembly main page, I had gone through and looked and grabbed everything with an Emperor bug and put it up uh, for people to look at right as the set was coming out and before it came out. But there were also things in here that, including at least one that apparently is CE legal that I didn't even notice. Oh, yes. There are two categories of things in here for, for War of Honor. There's stuff that you that is bugged in some way and that you can pull out and use in normal old L5R. And then there are other things that are not bugged that are legal if you're playing a War of Honor tournament. So... That you'll uh, probably want to play if you're playing a War of Honor tournament because yes. quite a number of them are very good. Or if you're just an old completist like me. Well, if you're an old completist you're like you, want the Emperor you should story. already have them. <laughs> yes. Well, actually, there are a few cards that are War of Honor only that are not... Well, there's that too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, those too. John, uh, you keep track of what cards or what were. Like, John, for example, noticed that there were cards in there that were CE bugged that hadn't been... It's, it's, I'm having flashbacks of the holiday pack Sorry. Yeah. Yes. episode where I just assumed that those were new cards because I didn't recognize the name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recognize... It's a spell. It, it's it's going to yeah. already exist. <laughs> well, the nice that you get an alternate art, Welcome Home. Yeah. What did y'all think of the new artwork versus the old? At least it's got art. I'm trying to remember the old. <laughs> the old was just like a landscape, so, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, Temple of the Ancestors, uh, two for two holding that's just Goes open bounty deck. card. Or about to honor. Yeah, now this is not bugged. This but is not Welcome bugged. Home, no. if we to Welcome Home is not bugged. Neither, no. neither of these are bugged, and but they're, well, they're Temple they should the go Ancestors, on your decks. Yeah, Temple of the Ancestors is enormous. It's lit, It's a two for two that's just bow it to gain two honor. As an open. As an open. No conditions whatsoever. It's going to go in every single War of Honor open deck yes. ever. Yeah. And these are open or legacy legal if you're into that sort of thing or two. I don't know if there's going to be another legacy tournament again. Because now the War of Honor well, is now, in existence. Yeah, AEG is going to have War of Honor as its sort of off Legacy format pain, side yeah. event. Uh, Ring of Flame is in the Phoenix and the uh, Dragon deck. After, after you basically kill two guys, put it in play. Right, and then the ability is Ring of Fire. There's then, no yeah. such thing as dueling in War of Honor. There's also... If you haven't opened yet, there's no such thing as naval or cavalry. There's no such thing as cavalry. No I don't imperial think there's favor. There's no favor. No I don't think there's such a thing as there's no such thing as family honor or nope. honor requirements. No. Nope. Right. Uh, and I think we there are no reactions either. I don't think so. I, I think so. I you don't have that timing them, issue. Right. Let's see. Out of this deck, that's the but last. To clarify, if you are playing War of Honor out of the box, it doesn't have those things. If you're playing full on constructed War of Honor, all those things still exist. Right. There were only a few changes beyond the victory conditions. What was the one bizarre one I hadn't even noticed? In War of Honor, even if you're playing Constructed, there's no required target for ranged attacks. Right. So you can just Fun. ranged attack nothing to and get your extra battle your action for water. Because water, yeah. there are so many ranged attacks in the dragon deck. Yeah, which I thought was... <laughs> well, in the lion deck, it actually comes with a ring of water. water so, you, you know, that is not insignificant. In the Scorpion deck, Disreputable House, which is basically the Temple of the Ancestors for Dishonor instead. It's a two for two. Open, bow it, choose another player, loses two honor. 
Ouch. Yeah. Which in open, oh wow, that's that's not bad that's at all. That's crazy. Yeah. Both of those but, are crazy in open. Yes. Yeah. Mm, you think I don't want to bow for two holding for my face Yoden faceless deck? <laughs> that exactly. deck didn't Deal. get banned when they banned High House of Light because it's out of House of Dow. Right. The uh, Lion deck doesn't have anything that's not bug, but the uh, Dragon deck is in the Dragon. Yes, the Dragon deck has the Fortuitous Alliance. Oh, so which much you fun! Really like? Yeah, I really liked that when we were playing the construct the sealed decks. I mean, anything that lets me fiddle with my cards in the Lightman is fun. Yeah, but you- the fact that it's a free action if allies are there. Battle. Look at the top four cards of your deck. Uh, rearrange them if you want to. Draw a card. If there are any allying units at the current on your side of the current battlefield, take an you extra get another action. Yeah, great. It's yeah. really good. Even if you don't have allies for an enlightenment deck as a random, yeah. just unopposed. Yes, unopposed battle action to draw a card that you get to pick from four. Yes, uh, sign me up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Odd card. There was a card that's exclusive to War of Honor that is only CE bugged. It's not EE bugged. Uh, the storm okay, within. You're not going to play it outside of War of Honor anyway. No. True. Then again, I don't. Oh, I don't uh, maybe a spell honor deck, if that exists, would. Well, you play have it to. They to, killed it. Yeah. Really. See it, well. Yeah. It. I mean, it. It's free. It, it. In a normal game, it increases your province strength by two, and then if they blow up that unit, you gain two honor. Uh, I mean, you usually want to have like the limited number of battle actions you take while you still have presence. I'm guessing you still want to kill thing. Yeah. 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 The, the plus two province strength, that's what you do after you lose presence. <laughs> Either after or as you are losing presence, yes. <laughs> you, you don't want to give plus two province strength and then leave the presence because they'll just gain three force with an opposed action. Right. Then there's a EE bugged card that is not CE bugged, embracing virtue, the uh, the bounce bur- virtue and the uh, the lion deck yeah i mean i think that's yet another they used to have what they used to be path of wisdom yeah. and now it's it's better it's flat out better than a warrior's patience though yes right it is still optional so you have is to it? remember yes it's you may put <laughs> it back in your hand yes. don't forget to put it back in your hand like chris did several times john did too oh i did too i kept thinking oh yeah there's something i'm supposed to be picking up yeah well because the lion the lion deck in here is full of things that you want to discard bushido virtues yeah, yeah. for and one thing that I always noticed, it was always helpful, instead of discarding it to the discard pile, you just put it on top of your fate decks to remind you to pick it back up after you draw at the end of the turn. And that's when your opponent is like, dude, discarded cards go in go your discard, discard pile. pile. Yes. If you can't remember, tough. I don't know if anybody would do that, but I think theoretically they could. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if Depends you're, in, if you're playing in a real there. tournament, yeah. you're going to run into that. Uh, and then into the double bug stuff, I think there are 10, 15, 15 more four, than that. 14, 15, 16. Okay. Um, in the well, that included embracing virtue. So I don't know. Yeah, well, fourteen or fifteen. Gotcha. And there are some that are, you're only going to play it in War of Honor because yeah. it's because uh, they're not very good, right? Because right. they're allying this and 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 number of players that uh, desperate mediation. Uh, everybody in turn order moves somebody home, and then you gain honor to the number of people this moved. Yeah, and then there's be gone fool. I believe is the flip side to that in the Scorpion deck, which is. The it's same just, effect, but same lose effect. honor instead of you gaining. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, Actually, there are two. There's uh, shameful rebuke is the one that ca- completely countered that. It 
everybody targets somebody goes okay. home. Or does Begone Fool send him an allying Begone unit? Begone Fool just target an allying unit, dishonor him, move him home, and that person out, the controller loses two honor. Yeah, and then the Lion deck has the equivalent to that, which is Prideful Allies, which yes. is send home an allying unit. They lose three. Or sorry, send you home an allying three. unit. You, you gain three. And for both of those, especially for Prideful Allies, like it doesn't matter whose ally they are. You can send home your own unit that's an allying unit. You can send home an enemy allying unit, a friendly allying unit. And if you haven't looked over the deck list, if we forgot to mention it, everything that's bugged... And everything that's not a reprint is a playset. Yes. 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 The stuff that's reprinted is often not a. There are things that are not unique that there's just one of thrown in there. Uh, but even most of the old reprints are either un are, are unique. I think either that or, or they singular. are three of. Yeah. I think ev I can't think of anything that didn't that was older that wasn't CE legal that got reprinted that didn't get reprinted in triplicate. I just not off the top of my head. Shrine to Fukuroka Jin. Yeah, that's right. Because it's, it's singular. singular, right? But yeah, mostly there's, yeah, there's the unique Scorpion Magistrates. Sorry, yeah, unique and singular, but everything else that's non-unique was yeah. triplicate. There was an odd card in the Lion in the Dragon deck when I first read it. I thought, okay, this is another multiplayer card, but no. it's not. No, uh, it's striking pretty good. through the void. Three guys lose a total of six force. Yes, but it's. If, well, the, you, the if there aren't three is, guys, yeah. it's only three, four. So that's, right. it's, it's best on someone's first attack against you, and they may not actually have three personalities. If it's multiplayer, you can always give some other person... Uh, or actually, can you target your own personality with that? No. Uh, Unbowed from one can target uh, controlled by other players. Okay, yeah, so yeah. yeah. If there's another player, then you can give some irrelevant crane that's going to sit at home, minus one force, and then the actual military... Guys, but a big thing about that is that that's an open keyhole. Yes. yes. Yes, it is. I didn't even it's notice that. It's a battle open keyhole. Battle open, yes. So you can choose. And then to get the rest of the dragon deck, which actually had the most new cards in it. Uh, it had the most what I would call promo cards. Yeah, in it. There, yeah. there are a lot of... Yeah, if you're planning to play monks, you should pick this up. Absolutely. Yeah, well, and the, the big huge one is Temple, Temple of Harmony. Harmony. That yeah. is... I think for constructed, that strikes me as the single most obvious important right. I mean, card that, in here. It's a two for three for monks. Every yeah. monk deck is going to want to play. Yeah, you in triplicate. Uh, I mean, you're not yes. going to. That's not going to be a two of. That's. I mean, in, in, unless you've got something weird like the spider can say current gold scheme of you don't really care about that odd gold. Yeah. Otherwise, you go, are going to put that. All in the your guys deck. are even costed, and right. you just want all those other holdings more. But certainly, once Emperor starts, I don't see how that could possibly be the case where you've got enough other gold options. Right. Well, I'm. Yeah. I mean, even even if the gold curve still works out, that all your guys are eights, you don't have the same breadth of utility that you'd rather have. Occasionally, be able to use two holdings for a guy as your utility rather than something. But we'll see what actually happens when E hits. True. Yeah. Then there's the Seeker's Temple. Two for two, destroy it, get a ring out of your uh, get a ring out of your fate deck. Doesn't say discard pile, which I was kind of surprised at. But it's search your fate deck for a ring, show it put in your hand, shelf fate deck. Eh, still goes in every enlightenment deck. Absolutely. Chokehold battle uh, bow a guy. Target somebody with equal or lower chi. Choose your unbowed monk. 
Yeah, it's Palm Strike, but it's not a Kehoe. And that's, I think, the the other thing when you look at the Fate cards that are in the Monk deck, they are Monk-specific actions that yes. are not Kehoe. Which is nice for your Enlightenment deck. Yeah, well, I'm guessing that they, when they were sitting down and designing this, they wanted some Monk-specific looking things for this, but they needed the right balance of Kehoe and not Kehoe, so you could actually hit Air and hit Void. Right. Oh, always a difficult balance when doing Enlightenment. Yeah, now nobody's going to play with Chokehold in an Enlightenment deck, though. But they could play with Warrior's Wisdom, no. the other one, because it works when unopposed. Yes. yes. And it works when your monk is bowed. Yes. yes. And you get and an you extra get, action. And? And, you, and it's got a four, and it's a force bow, so it's helping you towards Earth. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's, that's all kinds of helping that's for That's right, because for, for Constructed, you still have to duel. Yeah. Right. Because Ring of Flame... Ring of Flame is <laughs> not, not legal. Sadly, not no. Not at all. Yeah. See, uh, the Scorpion deck also has Shameful Death. That's a shame. Yeah, that's no. terrible. It is. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, great flavor text. I used to like it when it was Fortune Smile back in Samurai, but it's magistrate specific. It's it's just yeah, it's not. It's great. just that at this point, maybe maybe an Emperor. There's something, but at this point. It, what, it zeroes out somebody's force and gives you a force? Yeah, zeroes out somebody's force, ch- uh, target your unbowed magistrate and a target, you know, you dishonorable personality. Drop his force to zero, and then your magistrate gets a force boost equal to their force. Yeah, the, the problem with that, frankly, is that it, it doesn't kill the guy, and it doesn't make them lose honor. And right. at this point, in Constructed, do not care. No. Yeah, if you if your opponent has a discernible personality, you either need to be killing them or you need to be like bowing them and making them lose too. It's the lion's charge. Oh look, it's charging right into my binder. It is, no kidding. Uh bow your guy, make a ranged four. It's gone. It's no, terrible. It's 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 not good. And that's only if your guy's a paragon. Yes. Yeah. But you gain an honor off of it. Its best use would be if you had a bunch of like zero or one force token puds that you were throwing around on your paragons, right? Because you can bow a follower to do the range four, but still. And even then, I when I was playing the lion deck, and when you played the lot, the two games that we played, I didn't want to use that so much because unless I had my expendable resources out, in which case I'd blow up the guy that I just bowed and draw a card. I know we talked about in the you know, review for people who aren't L5R players, the difference between three and four, I think you would find that that is more useful if it's four players because the battles are a little bit more flowing and freeform. Yeah. Well, also, the my recollection of the four, there were a lot more, okay, we've reached the, near the we're nearing the end, I'm not going to bust, so I might as well get some attrition on, and then also, okay, I've got way more than I need, let's kill you off before you can kill me off. Right. Akoto Regulars. It's a tactician follower. Yes, it is. Not bad. They also put its art on the box cover. I don't know why they wanted to put a constipated samurai on the box cover. <laughs> well, where else are you going to put him? I mean, Fu- well, as Jay pointed out when we were talking beforehand, I mean, Fumio, her art is great. She's in the set. It's in the rule book. It clearly blows up well. It was a nice digital yeah. whoever did it. And I mean, just flipping through, looking for other art to pick, that's the one I came across that looks like a samurai. Yeah, it, it very much looks like a samurai, because I, I understand you're not going to put the Kung Fu monk, you're probably not going to put the Shigenji, you're not going to put some scorpion magistrate on the box. That's not the sort of flavor you're looking for, but yeah, they should have just... I don't know why Fumio isn't on the cover. 
I like her art better. Me too. Steve Argyle, by the way. Okay. Which makes, you know, sense. It looks like Argyle, but I also, I, I just, I remembered seeing her face and I remember thinking back to our Before the Dawn podcast and I liked both of the, I still don't know how to pronounce his name, Tony Foti or Foti. Or, and I'm like, oh, maybe that's an old one by him and I just hadn't heard of him. But yeah, that would make sense that that was Argyle. Two more I'm like, come on, Argyle, you're the art director now. Although maybe not when they were doing the box design for this. Just, just self-aggrandize. <laughs> we're okay with it because you're a good artist yes. so two, spell, two spells Fury of the Sea and Tempest of the Flame Jay what'd you Me- think neither one not really I mean Fury of the Sea the ones that sends everybody home right Fury of the Sea is one that you would see in Constructed if it were free but at one gold by just sending one guy home I've got better spells okay. I've got free spells that send yeah, a guy well, home and that's because in this, that what it does is it sends home right. one guy this sends, for each enemy player. Right. Oh, okay. And so this is better, but in constru- and maybe in Constructed War of Honor, it might see some play because it is still sent two guys home or, or three, three guys home. Or card, but Yeah. But in Constructed, two-player, no. And Tempest of Flame, yeah. Yeah. And four gold, no. Oh, yeah, that's the one that gives your guy a force bonus, but then it bows him to make the ranged attack. Yeah, you right. can bow for the ranged five. Yeah, that costs way too much. And that's it for new cards, and then we get a preview of a card that will be EE legal that is currently CE legal. Oh, yeah, Game of Sincerity. With new art that a lot of people like. It was it was on the top four deck backer Kote yes. yeah. things yes. this year. Although, yeah, as there's actually a thread about the fact that the art has been altered from what it originally was to appear in the box. Yeah, it's it's the art with the naked girl standing in front of some really really massive guy, and she's got a I guess she's got a big huge back tattoo on the original art. Also on the card, they've put a little fuzz bar so you can't see her butt crack anymore. <laughs> uh, which uh, I guess is understandable. That's it for all the new cards. Now, was there anything as, before we get into, like, start talking about some of the tiles, was there anything that, I mean, you go, what did you guys think about the structure of War of Honor, like, as L5R players? I'm, like, for, I'm saying, the one thing that's coming to my mind that I thought was a little odd was the way that the rings work. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. and specifically, the goofiness that for a ring to count... You have to put it into play, and it has to be put in. It has to be the first time this game you've put it into play, and it has to be put into play via its own text. I mean, obviously, put into play via its own text, duh. Yeah. And uh, again, obviously, you shouldn't be allowed to just put the same ring into play over and right. over again. I mean, they want something to kill Feta, but I think they went a little too hard. Yeah, I'm not to sure why that. you can't. Why they made it so that you can't put a ring into play with something else, bounce it back to your hand, and then play that ring later. So instead of triggering, so it's the first time, and it's put into play via its own text, it would be, you've put it into play via its own text, and this is the first time that you have put it into play right. via its own text. Or, or oh, heck, why, why even that? Why it, Just you haven't used it to count previously this right. game. Nah, that would be messy, well, then you'd have to remember. Right. I mean, but, they, they didn't do this probably just because it would have made things different, but I think it would have been interesting if for the Enlightenment track to victory, instead of having five linear steps, you have an Earth step, an Air step, a Water step, a Fire step, and a Void step. That way, uh, you just so go the first time. If, if it's put into play, you pick one of those steps to gain. 
Uh, that way you get away from silliness like, oh, I play Ring of Fire and Ring of Flame and Ring of Phoenix. That's three points. I don't know why you would want to do that, but... Yeah, well, because I, I, I do think then... right now in War of Honor, you can play with three different Ring of Fire, basically, right? And yes. they all count. That's, yeah, the three I just named. Yeah. Fire, Phoenix, Flame. Yeah, because I think as the War of Honor rules are written, it's I don't think the War of Honor rules are written in terms of the first time you put a ring into play with a particular element keyword, the way that they are written for the... Main normal game. Yeah, you have right, to. You advance one step on the Path of Enlightenment after a turn ends in which you put any rings into play using their own trait, meeting the condition on the ring, which you have not previously put into play this game. Yeah, so, I mean, you could theoretically, I'm not saying that you'd necessarily be effective if you did this, but you could, or you'd probably just get rid of, you're, you're not going to play with a Ring of Fire no. in this. You're going to get rid of dueling. But you could, depending well, on what your assortment was, I guess you could have the Ring of the Phoenix and... Ring of Fire. You're not going to play an Enlightenment deck with Ring of Fire, but if you're playing a dueling deck, you might toss Ring of Fire in... Just for the one, just for the draw card step, yeah, there's, might there's I don't definitely know. some extra incentive to put random rings yeah. into oh, have, decks yeah. because I mean, yeah, every deck should have Earth in it because it'll probably come up that you'll bust a province and then or, you get or, a free card or defeat an army when you're helping out the defender. Yeah. Right. Well, you can get a free card. I don't know if I do it just for that because it still has to sit in your hand and sure. wait, but in a tournament setting this probably won't matter for, it won't matter for casual play because everybody would just be did you win yes or no yeah but in a tournament setting i would not be surprised if they do war of honor in four person pods and two people advance from each pod i think they did something like this at the invitational at gen con last year where they didn't they have some kind of different weird remember. way of advancing people uh, like the World Cup, but I wouldn't be, I mean, because you, I don't think you're going to have a four-way game and then just advance one person. Right. And the tiebreaker is how many total path and steps you've taken on all the paths of victory together. So if you, if you tie, two people get a path to victory on the same turn, that extra one step you got for putting the Ring of Water into ring. play can make or break your tiebreaker. And if you aren't the winner like only one guy gets to the step five and you have to figure out who's in second place you'll you'll be very glad that you randomly picked up that eight honor or right you have that extra point yeah but other than that it all seemed to work pretty smoothly most of the stuff goes back i mean like we said earlier all the things that go away come back you get to ignore honor requirements if the other side uses a tile on you but not if they just drain you down. So if the Scorpion deck is sitting there hitting you with disreputable houses and then hitting somebody else, hitting the Crab deck that doesn't have honor requirements anyway with their tile, then that right. modification can, can won't trouble. save you. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think there's a certain amount of advantage to Crab and Scorpion and, to a lesser extent, Mantis, the clans that have almost all dashes in that because there's no losing from Dishonor, uh, and because you're all dashes, you can splash in stuff with honor losses, some Oni and what have you, without really taking that penalty of, oh no, I lost some honor. Yeah, yeah, it it is not irrelevant. But let's talk about the tiles. I guess the first thing about the tiles, which 
I guess is kind of necessary, but a little bit unfortunate is that for a lot of the clans, the tiles pigeon you hold, pigeonhole yeah. you into a deck. They do. Yes, they do. Uh, I mean, if that's, you're a scorpion, you are playing Dishonor. Absolutely. Right. I mean, that's why I really hope they come out with an expansion with a new set of tiles such that you can play other things yeah, for uh, your clans. There's... If for L5R players, I'm not saying this is going to justify printing another box or something, but I think that there would be, there would very much be a market if people like War of Honor takes off for other tile sets. I'm two, two things that I can see springing up very quickly with this that I one of which I think wants to is, is for not for tournament play, but for casual play is is one you can use whatever tile set you want. Yeah. Now I don't know. That may produce problems. I don't know if you want to like like does letting everyone does letting non mantis players hand navel out to everybody is a limited. I don't know, but I mean that would let you take the. I'm playing my Phoenix Dishonor deck. I'm gonna take the Scorpion tiles or. Uh, yeah, yeah, or just yeah, your your Phoenix military, your Phoenix anything honor going somewhere else. The Dragon deck. You're not playing enlighten. You're not playing with Enlightenment. Uh, you might want to. Playing wanna... my Dragon Enlightenment. I'll take your Phoenix tiles. <laughs> I said enlightenment when I meant honor, didn't okay, I? Yes. yes. I'm playing my dragon honor. I'll take the phoenix tiles. Yeah, yeah. Phoenix tiles, crane tiles, either way. It's probably, probably phoenix tiles, because uh, the dragon. Well, if you're, well, I guess it depends. If you're playing magistrate honor, you, you probably the take the crane tiles. Down, yeah. Well, because it it that that has stuff to do with this. Like it matters that they're right. dishonorable. If you're playing, if you're going back to samurai and playing with Bring the honor. monk honor, yeah. then you probably want the phoenix tiles because you don't. What are you going to do with dishonoring guy. guys? Yeah. But let's see. Let the ones in there, yeah, the dragon tiles are great for churning through your deck. Find out what they do, yeah, because the, the, dra- the built-in dragon deck starts with Cam. The open lets you just mill yourself like crazy to get to the cards you need. Yep. You get to card cycle and then draw cards once you get ring into play with a limited tile. Uh, the battle tiles, one of the worst battle tiles. Yes. Straighten a guy? No. Battle straighten yeah, a guy, no. yeah. Which unfortunately means that by the time you're done, when you get beat on a couple of times, that is the that is <laughs> the, the tile that's going to be you. left. Yes. <laughs> there are some there are some decks and some times when it's a question about which stronghold tile you want to try to take out, or, or which one you want to leave. Right. Which, which which tile do you leave the scorpion deck? Yeah, that that's that's a tough call. Uh, I think it's less of a tough call. In constructed, you leave the scorpion the limited tile that dishonors someone. Probably. Because their their box already does that. It's just that in if they're playing that box. Yes. Well, I mean the 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 scorpion deck should be. You can't rely on your tile. You can't no. like if your deck has to have a certain tile out in order to win. That's a problem. I mean, maybe you can hope that the other guys don't realize that. But if I, as soon as I know that the only way in your deck to dishonor people is your limited scorpion tile, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. it's going to get attacked. Usually, the I mean, the, the easy sort of one for the scorpion is oh yeah, the one that just says open somebody loses two. But if you know you're attacking into the scorpion, maybe you want to get their one that says battle bow. Yeah, bow your guy, and you lose two anyway. I yeah. you know you may may as well. Get rid of the one that does two different things. Yeah, but the scorpion tiles are are amazing. Yes, yes they, they are. For dishonor. And dishonor could be scary. Honor and dishonor can play similar sorts of roles in this, right? They're just doing numbers. Right. Uh, They're the clocks. But it feels like there's more open causing honor loss than there is open 
gaining honor. Although I'm not sure it does, but the a big difference is that the default honor meta is, or a big bit of default honor meta is destroy their provinces. Well, no, no, oh, is, no, no. Is, is negate honor gain. Oh yeah, yeah. and honor Only gain negation speak. still works great in War of Honor. The flip side of that, what's the mo- one of the most effective bits of meta against dishonor is just stuff that gauge you honor. I mean, that's what Oyoseto is. Right. Yeah. But that doesn't do anything about dishonor. And even stuff that stops you from losing honor doesn't matter a lot of the time if they, they can just cause the honor loss to whoever. So if you've got something on the table that's going to limit your ability to use honor, like you're playing the uh, Fortress of the Forgotten or whatever the Forgotten Legacy. Right non-human boxes where you you only lose one honor each time well they're just not going to target you with the the open stuff no, that, causes that causes honor more loss. than one yeah yeah and so that could make it hard to meta against dishonor whereas honor i people i guess people already basically put in a lot of relatively lot of honor meta in their cards but you're definitely incentivized to put those in there because if you're sitting in a four-player game, somebody's playing Honor. Probably. Uh, it, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I guess now Honor does... There are some things that don't hose Honor anymore. Probably everybody's favorite anti-Honor event right now is Alter History, which doesn't do anything. The other thing that I just popped into my head, but since there is no Family Honor, remember, is there if, is, if we're doing the Samurai thing in Time of War, was there Samurai There is Family legal? Honor. In oh, there is. And what Time of War is banned. It is banned. That's the only card we know for sure is on okay, the banned good. list. Presumably there will be more. Chag- but- we know that Chagatai is banned. Chagatai oh, well. XP4 is banned. Uh, and so is McCurch, even though it's not officially a ban. Which one? Macrich. Macrich. Oh, oh, yeah. They yeah. had the they, yeah, bug taken they, off of they it. They removed the legality bug. Whatever. Yes. They banned him. <laughs> they preemptively banned him before the arc started. Right. Oops. I remember that now. Yeah. Yes. And it was, with good reason. Yes. yes. Yeah, so... But yeah, in time of war, it would just mean that an, an honor deck you could never go over it. But you do, ha- you do have to keep track of your family honors still. There are, there are cards that... The favor. Yeah, the yes, favor exists. Works. There are cards that compare whether or not you've got above your box, whether or not you have more family honor than you started with, that, that sort of thing. And honor requirements exist in constructed like we mentioned so that you, you still have to hit that now your family may honor may end up being 137 and it counts for nothing right it doesn't matter <laughs> but it, it still exists which is kind of unfortunate once you go into constructed now you're back to having to actually keep track of your family right. honor but your family honor rockets a lot of times like we with the 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 honor tiles we just kind of put on top of our fate deck a little two to indicate that we use that every single turn and now you actually have to bother to keep track and increment that up every single time uh what do we have oh yeah the phoenix tiles the phoenix do have one of those open gain two honor tiles they've got a battle ability that sends someone home sends an attacking personality home yes yes and Which can be fun if you're joining in an attack to send the one also attacking guy home so he doesn't get any, uh, get yes, any military that, points. That, that stuff about political things mattering yeah. is still true, in, even when you know the full-on L5R rules. That even happened way, way back last year at Gen Con when Trevor and I played War of Honor with Brian and the guys from L5 Archives was, yeah, you had the, the Phoenix deck would come in as an attacking ally and then send one of your guys home and then laugh at you. <laughs> I guess, in, yeah, it, 
like, oh, don't do that. Let's see, what was the other? Oh, what was the other one? Oh, yeah, the line where in their open plus two fours, which mattered more than it felt like it was going to. Yes. I guess you, you kind of get used to, oh, force pumps don't matter, but just a static automatic plus two to one of your guys is not, right. not bad. Battle, send home an attacking unit. Defend. Is their most, sorry, the, uh, defending, defending unit. That's their most important one. Yes, yes it is. Yeah, if you're going to take out a lion tile, that's probably a good one. And then limited switch this with a plane, or yeah, switch this the, fortress with a plane. Yeah, the limited tiles for the phoenix and the lion are are sort of harder. I don't know that we really have that great of a handle yet. No, on- no. I mean, I, I feel like the, the phoenix limited one, if you really think about it, can you can do some wacky stuff. I also feel like it's a much better for a military deck than for an honor deck. Because what you can do with a military deck is you're setting up all the tiles, you save that one for last, you put it somewhere where it gets no allies, and then you go, oh, hey, Scorpion, you get no allies. Honestly, that's one of the reasons why I feel like we're, there's something maybe we're not getting about the subtlety of the board, because I hear people talking about the board like it's more complicated, and it seems like the big thing about the board is you want to be next to as many other right. fortresses well, as you can. Th- that's another th- difference, three to four, yes, is I really felt like building, the, building it with three... We, we, we maybe because we weren't caring that much, but it was very much okay. Every tile can call everybody for defense <laughs> for allies, whereas with four, you very much had okay. This guy, yes, he's got you and you, but you you can't call on that player for yeah, an ally. Yeah, I think that's probably just a that you're saying an artifact of having only three people is that right. when you're next to two people, you're next to everyone, everyone. and and yes, there's a. I mean, the only penalty for having people next to your tiles is that they if they're attacking spearhead. from that tile, they can spearhead. But it's a huge, huge deal who you can invite. And you desperately want to, yeah, when you're the honor deck... You, and, you want to be somewhere in the middle, surrounded by people, so you can have friends defend you. Yeah, I mean, you may not be able to get friends defending you, but... but you yeah. want that option. You want <laughs> to at least be able to say, yes, I will ally. Yeah, when the military deck is going in for its last kill... Hey, hey Enlightenment deck, you want to drop a ring and help me save my last province? <laughs> well, yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> but, of course, they do have tiles in here for the clans that aren't in the box. Do you want to go to your... Let's go to the unicorn ones. For John, and for the fact that one of them is, I think... Poorly written? Yeah, I, we're just assuming that we're, it does not play as written, because that would be dumb. Yeah, do you want to go to the spider ones so that we can compare them also? Okay. Oh, yeah. Because, the first, yeah the, well, let's it, talk about the problem tile force. Okay, the Unicorn Limited says, turn another player's fortress face up, turn it face down when this turn ends. Problem is, it doesn't have the caveat that it has to be face down at the beginning of the turn to start with. Yeah, so it's literally just limited. Destroy someone's stronghold tile. Right. Yay! Now you compare that with the spider open tile, open, which is what, if Jay? Is, if this is not your only face-up fortress, turn it and another fortress face down. Yeah, see, blow your own tile up to blow up someone else's. That seems fair. Limited, yeah. blow up your tile. That doesn't make any sense, especially since no one does anything on turn one. I mean, your turn, if you're playing, let's say you're playing against that scorpion deck. The unicorn deck's like, oh, my turn one? Destroy your dishonor tile. My turn two, destroy your honor loss causing tile. Bye yep. bye. Screw you. Right. <laughs> and that and to me like that can't be right. No. Nah. So what we are doing is we are playing it as if it only targeted a face down tile, and what you're using it to do is pop a tile. Help somebody. Well, you're either helping someone for political reasons or yep. you're popping a tile into existence in a lo- in a particular location so, so you, you can, can attack, attack it. it. Yeah. Right. So you can attack it to change the allies. 
Also, so you go, oh, for whatever reason, the uh, Scorpion have turned down... Uh, the One player has turned down his bad one, so he's left with one of the good ones up. Well, I'm going to turn the bad one back up and kill the good one. Yeah, yeah. And then the bad one won't turn back face down because your last tile can never right. go face down. That's why the spider tile says, if, if this, this is, is not, not your, your last, last tile. tile. Right. Right. Because otherwise that part of the effect would fail and it would still turn someone else's tile face down. Again, which really seems to strongly indicate that you're not supposed to just be able to use the limited to turn tile. Somebody's, uh, what are the, what are the unicorn? You're, you've got a goofy battle one, don't you? The battle one is uh, choose two of your performing cavalry personalities, switch their locations, gain two honor. Which is odd. Uh, being able to, I mean, are they trying to make it? Are they trying to ask pigeonhole us into the battle maiden honor switch deck? Maybe uh, I don't know. I, you may want to pigeonhole I mean, yourself into the battle. Yeah, maiden. I definitely yeah, think the battle maiden is going to be so too. Yeah. yeah, anything that lets you play with four personal honor guys. There's a good number of things out there that have random gain to honor tacked right. onto them. Yeah, I mean, in, in, anything that lets you legitimately explore two of the paths to victory is probably pretty yeah. good. Well, yeah. especially honor because the honor tile, the second gain, step gain on the honor path province. is gain yep. a province. Right. And that's never bad. No. And then the open one is you may ally with any player this turn, even if not invited. But once per game. Once per game, because turn this fortress face down. Well, I say once per game. That is, unless you have that's a, your only tile left. Yes. Right? In which case it so doesn't, it and you can use it. Yes, if, you, if your other two get destroyed, you can use that every single turn. Every single time somebody attacks, you force yourself in to try to get that. Because what happens, if you're the military deck and you're four steps along or even three steps along people don't want to invite you to ally as no, an attacker no, anymore no. I wonder why I, oddly Gee, enough imagine that uh, and then the other spider one since we had those the uh, battle is destroying attachment right yeah destroying an enemy attachment the limited is target personality bow him straighten him when this turn ends yeah so that's definitely militarily focused yes what uh, the spider or militarily focused? Yeah, well, limited bow. Someone yeah. is kind of necessarily right. Well, we I mean, bow and then he and it straightens them again. Yeah, we've mentioned the crane ones already, so we probably want to go well, to the, the other ones. Yeah, the- we've mentioned one, the crane open, which is if you control personality, two honor either way, gain or loss. Right. Limited if you control an honorable personality, take the favor, and battle target an attacking enemy personality, bow him and dishonor him. Not bad. So it, it spreads it out a little bit. That I, I don't know if adding the favor taking in there is a sign that I don't know. I don't know if that will work out better to be something that you try to go after. You know, a more favor control sort of deck, or you're just like, oh, well, this lets me completely ignore some of the things that my clan can do with taking the favor because I can just always do it off my tile, right? Or hopefully do it off my tile. Like I said, you probably shouldn't. Assume that you're going to be able to do it. Off right. Your tile. I mean, you can't build the deck around having the favor with nothing but the tile because then they'll just blow up that tile and you'll be screwed. Yeah. Well, you can always just bow a guy, probably. True. Mantis, like we said earlier, the limited tile is give, give someone, someone navel. navel. Hey, those Suruchi who don't have navel suddenly much better. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Although, yeah, I mean, if you're an extent that we are saying, yeah, the Mantis are. Unless you're going to open, the Mantis don't get to go back to the some of the sick stuff anyway. The, the naval kill your army 
Yeah, yeah, well, a lot of those guys. I guess a lot of those guys were naval anyway. Right. I mean, the best one to give it to is the the Sayoko, the girl whose battle take two additional actions after this. <laughs> yeah, yes. that's the one you want to naval. Uh, they also got have open target attachment and bow it, and battle target an enemy personality and bow him. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you what though, that open could be ridiculous. Yeah, the opens for a lot of the clans are such a huge deal. I mean, for the... Well, just because they're opens that you're going to get to play four four times. Yeah, Yeah. that that padding of two honor gain or two honor loss for those three clans is huge. If there are actually attachment decks out there and you're the Mantis, you're just laughing maniacally (laughs) at them. I mean, especially if there's only like one or two attachment decks and the rest are naked, you're just like... Well, they're never going to be able to defend. I mean, on offense, at least they've just straightened so you can only bow one of their attachments before they get to attack. But if they were trying to actually have attachments to defend with, good luck with that. Well, until they attack Until they take that. Well, but then they're not taking out something else. They're not taking your limited make somebody naval or... Right. Yeah. Yeah, but it it does have a, a lot of ability to shred attachments. And then there's crab who possibly have the worst open tile yeah open target personality he may not have his force reduced this turn yeah i don't like the dragon tile because battle straighten someone is just not as good by default as battle bow someone i mean i know that the if you're doing enlightenment you need to get that monk stood back up it's not like it's bad or something but yeah open that's so narrow yeah and you just choose one guy who can't have his force reduced they can still hit all your other guys with force reduction. that guy just gets bowed or something right uh, what, their battle tile is the same as the lion battle tile? No, 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 it's bow instead of send home. Oh, okay. Target oh, but it has defending to be a personality, bow him. And the limited is flip one of your fortresses face up. Presumably the battle. Yeah, well, uh, the, the limited one is, is destroy me first. first. Yes, yeah. yes, says Yeah, the, the limited one says on you it. have to destroy this first, or what was the point? Right. So, yeah, I mean, I guess for most of the clans, I mean, the clans that feel, some of the clans that feel pigeonholed are actually the ones that are right in the box because most of the other clans you can always play military right and that's not really pigeonholing it's not like there's right now a mantis honor deck that's going to care <laughs> about that it right well, well i mean the, once you've well, got that now your limited tile is useless yeah. well i mean the, to me the ones that feel pigeonholed are phoenix and dragon mainly because both of those have other options and those tiles are very much honor or Well, not only that they have other options, but those other options are actually probably the primary things that those clans are doing. Right now, yeah. There are other ones that are pigeonholed. I mean, Scorpion is very much pigeonholed, like we said, into Dishonor. True. The tiles don't do very much for you if you're playing Ninja. Ninja. I mean, you might be able to Dishonor the guy with the box and then use the... (laughs) The battle ability on the one guy that you Dishonored and then gain two honor, so if you kill six, three cards in battle resolution, you advance that path, but I mean, mostly you are playing Dishonor. It just doesn't feel as much of a pigeonhole because that's sort of that's the primary go-to Scorpion deck anyway. Yeah, right. And and Lion is, oh no, it's pigeonholed military. Well, yeah, but oh, they were... okay. Yeah, I mean, they're... Crane or pigeonholed, sort of. Well, Crane can go Honor Dishonor. Yeah, like you can't play your Scout military deck. They have such a thing? Yes, especially Supposedly. if you go back to to the extended. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about, we're going to actually hopefully have another segment a- after this where we'll waste your time with complete and total speculation on the sorts of goofy and interesting and strong things that might come up in the extended format because that's what the format is for the War of Honor constructed events 
at Gen Con. Samurai, legal, and celestial legal, and everything that's in the box. Because there are definitely some... Crazy things. Some things. Well, some of it's uh, just being able to stack things. Like, I get to stack all of the Scorpion Dishonor stuff from two arcs. All of the farms. You can, well, I don't know if it's even all the farms. I'm going to play the farm scheme from Samurai plus small farm. Did we mention, John, I don't know why you didn't mention that small farm is in the box. Oh, there are a lot of reprinted cards that are in the box. Oh, that's right. You didn't even mention. Well, why did you mention Welcome Home? Alternate art. Oh. (laughs) Sorry. That's why. Jay and I are like, who cares? What else is in there? Small farm. Shrine to Fukuroka Jin. Well, sometimes what's in there would affect what kind of decks you might be able to play. Maybe we'll have to pile that into the... Next segment or something. Probably. Since you, uh, you apparently failed and didn't get out all the cards I thought you had. Sorry. I thought we were just doing new cards. That's a wag of the... F- what? Thank you, Colbert. Yes, it's a wag of the finger, John. Wag of the finger. Okay, I think that's well more than enough blathering since much, you guys yes. have had a... Uh, well, I'd say a commercial break, but we don't actually have commercials. A, a, a brief musical interlude... Now, AEG is hoping to kick off War of Honor constructed events, and they definitely are doing that at Gen Con. Hopefully they'll continue. But at Gen Con, the storyline War of Honor event is going to be extended legality, which is current arc, prior arc, in this case Celestial and Samurai, and whatever's in the War of Honor box. So... I imagine that because of that, this will become one of the default legalities for people casually playing War of Honor as well. Otherwise, current arc. You can play it open, but I don't think that's a good idea. No, there's way too much nonsense when you get into open. I mean, there's already enough to op- nonsense and extended to. Yeah, and the the ban list might have to be just. We were when we were playing with John earlier. There's a sensei that shuts down people's dynasty phase honor gains. Yeah. Which is going to be a huge part of your game plan if you're the honor deck. Well, not even that. Just I wasn't playing an honor deck, but without that, I could get a few ticks on the honor track. But no, that's not. Yeah. Gonna I, well, I don't know that that's that huge deal. Plus. It, when you get back to open, there are huge card availability issues. There always have been yeah. with Legacy. Right. I mean, you're going to have card availability, but card availability issues with the extended format. Well, they'll be they'll less, get over but it. they'll still be there. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with having the different thing. There will be less of an issue with that by by a sort of establishing extended now. Once Emperor comes right, in, people and people will hold on to their celestial cards and. Yeah, it could be a nice way to actually retain some kind of value for this. Plus, I mean, we and we had talked about ages ago, this kind of got dropped because I don't think there was much in the way of interest, but we had talked about the possibility of actually just having extended mm. as a a format. So, I thought we'd just talk about some of the things that might go on, cards that might want to get added in with extended or whatnot. And I think it's important to emphasize that even more so than usual, we have absolutely no clue what we're talking about. Oh, God, yes. Uh, this is, we're, we're talking about a completely new 
environment. Variant. It's a completely new environment with a whole other arc's worth of cards. And I know we both played in Samurai Edition. I don't remember. Which helps, but... Honestly, I've lost track of how many times now we're talking about Extended. I'll name a card and like, oh wait, no, that's in Lotus. Yeah, it kind of blends what's in Samurai, what was in Lotus. Right. What ex- how how things actually work that are in Lotus and Samurai or that are in Samurai right. and Celestial or that not? Really good sneak, take twenty seven kill actions, right? Oh wait, no, that was Lotus. Yes. So you you have a completely different environment. It's multiplayer, which already throws just God only knows what's going to go on because again, there are politics. Right. There's poli- you, There are king making. You're going to play a completely different deck. Just the f- the way War of Honor structured your I gain two 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 honor every time, or you lose two 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 honor over over and over again, is not as the the bomb deck. I make you lose thirty seven honor in one turn. Not that great. You want mini bomb, mini bomb, mini bomb, mini bomb. Yeah. The other thing is that not only is it multiplayer, but there are just rules differences. Part of that is just how the tiles work out. But like you're right. saying, there are our deck construction weirdnesses to it, you have to, for gaining honor and for losing honor, you have to hit exactly eight. Most honor gains and losses comes in chunks of two, which then is how valuable is something that makes you gain or lose three. Or one. Or, or one. Something that gains you three or makes, causes a loss of three, if you've got two of them, can be very valuable because now you only need three right. things to advance instead of four. But if you just have one, that extra one, it, it is wa- wasted. Yeah, right. you, you can't build on it next turn. And the biggest difference in that is personal honor. Yeah, three personal honor guys are yeah, not so it, great. You when you when you've got you know all these holdings that bow for two honor or effect, you know cards that give you two honor, you really really want to be able to buy a four personal honor guy at the end of the turn. Other things that will go into how different clans do in this, like we are saying, is just the synergy between the formats. Crab can just pill, smash you in the face, military decks. They've actually got scouts and heroes floating around, scouts and hero and berserker stuff floating around from Samurai 2. Crane, Crane are, are obviously going to be honor or dishonor. They don't bring nearly as much in from prior arcs, from their own stuff for Dishonor, but they do get some of the the old Dishonor things. And Dishonor generally, and and especially for Scorpion, can have a lot of synergy because it was really hard to Dishonor people in Samurai. Right. I mean, when you were playing Deception's Veil Dojo, and you had the choice when they used the box on you of Dishonoring your guy or losing three honor. You'd lose the three. Every single time. Every single time you'd lose the three because it was just needed one. They just needed one dishonorable guy on the table and they'd obliterate you. That's right. one of the reasons why assigning blame was so amazing that not only did it cause three on a loss, but it dishonored the guy. You had personalities like Jim and XP. His battle dishonor you. You, you would never play with that guy no. in Celestial. But so you have nasty, really nasty things to do to dishonorable people from Samurai because it was hard to get people dishonored. And then you add that together with the with celestial, relatively easy to dishonor guys, but less punishment for being dishonored. Yeah, and you can uh, pile off, and then just just the synergy for Scorpion of having two arcs with the guys that do stuff. Just the right. simplicity of oh, I get to have Bayushi Say and Bayushi Jutsusi. Also, while I'm thinking of it, unfortunate incident. Oh my god! I hope that's on the ban list because that would be a crazy card. Yeah, well, it's it's just. 
yeah, it's two cards in one worth of honor loss. Right. So, but two and a half cards of honor loss at w- in one go. Yeah, yeah, not shabby. Dragon, like we talk about, their kind of push towards enlightenment. I mean, the one dragon theme that's really been consistent across the two arcs has been. Well, I guess there's one and a half. One can say. I don't know that anybody's going to try to pigeonhole Kensei into or shoehorn Kensei into the the dragon deck. You've got magistrates running around in both of those, so right. you could try to make some pseudo military magistrate deck. Well, I mean, the, unlike some of the pigeonholing, the the tiles, while they are beneficial for enlightenment, are not completely worthless. I mean, like just the look at your top card, you may discard it. Oh. It's a weapon. I've got a ton of weapons. I don't need any more weapons. Or the opposite. It's not a weapon. I desperately need a weapon. You can yeah, get rid of and it. You can always so use card cycle. It's not great, but it's not as horrible as it could be. Yeah, you, well, you can, and you can always use the box as card cycle. True. Which doesn't suck. So you just get to see a lot of cards right. with that deck. Well, the other thing you can do with the dragon in War of Honor with the tiles is that because you're churning through your deck so much, if you want, you could try to use the open to churn one of the Embracing Virtues into your discard pile, mm. and then you can discard it to draw cards on your true your true. turn. I don't... I don't know if it's great, but it's certainly doable. No. Every once in a while in Magistrate LSC decks right now, people play with the Warrior's Patience just to bring it back to pitch it to the favor. Right. I mean, that's one of those things, if you're at 39 cards, it's not bad for splashing, but if you're already at a fat deck, I don't know. Uh, On the other hand, just the fact that you're turning through your deck, that deck is much more liable to play 42, 45, probably not more than 45 cards, but... No, I don't play more than 40, so I don't know what you're talking about. Eh, fair enough. That's okay, Trevor plays that many anyway. Hmm. But, I mean, you you just get to get to whatever your... Right better cards are first if you have that one card that actually does something to dishonor or right. you know or, dig or, dig 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 yeah just whatever whatever it is that you your deck wants you can go digging for it relatively easily yeah i mean and, and dragon's best deck in samurai wasn't for the most part was an honor deck hmm. and dragon's best deck in celestial has for the most part been an honor deck but they're completely the, different honor yeah, decks that don't work don't at mix all and match now I actually, it makes me wonder if, if you, I mean, if you could just play Ring Honor out of the, out of the Dragon Tiles, get, use Mountain Summit Temple to get the rings into play, mm. and then every ring is Ring of the Void. Yep. Uh, you know, just do your usual Masajiro. I don't know how much this will help. If you can actually get it outgoing, if you can get like a ring and a Masajiro and a respected mentor, that's a huge amount of honor across the turn cycle, except it doesn't matter unless you have other repeat honor gains, which samurai honor cards aren't equipped with. No. I mean, you get, like, wrist lock. Right. I mean, w- once you get to the point that you've got all of these things that you're gaining points like crazy, it's pretty late in the game. If you're not already a dead or a target, somebody else has probably also gone crazy with their nonsense. If you have a Masajiro with a respected mentor and a Ring of Void in play, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if if you have Masajiro, if, if you have enough Masajiros for your honor to matter, the respected mentor to keep the ring going, enough rings that you can keep going, then yeah, that's way late game. Somebody's going to plaster you. Yeah. But Lion, I think, could be 
amazingly scary. Lion had su- a superb deck. I mean, they've got right now their let's play all our best guys. And my recollection of their last arc deck was let's play all our best guys. So. And I, I don't know that that's necessarily true, but the, the big scary thing about the end of Samurai arc deck was that it was extremely effective as a military deck mm. and as oh, an yeah. honor deck. Yes. Uh, that was Which Vigilance Keep. Which format loves. Yeah, I, you know, your stronghold gains you, what, four honor usually when you've got the province. Mm. You had just ridiculous guys like Asa and Noda. Right. And, I mean, God help you if somebody busts out, you know, the, some of the anti-boxable events. But just when you combine some of the great lion guys from Samurai and just pile those in with some of the great lion guys from Celestial, you could have some just Crazy. stupendous stuff. And, and and they've got the new box, too, which is great. I pointlessly... <laughs> I ally with you, and then I send myself home. There's four now. <laughs> but they... Yeah, they might have some filthy stuff to do. Mantis, I, I guess you're playing one of the attachment boxes or the other probably because that was eastern hub port was everything that they were doing in samurai dragons guard city has been everything they're doing in celestial right well at the same time you get a certain amount of the environment will change what you can play like maybe trevor will play his thunder deck because you don't auto lose to dishonor maybe that is something in there that having guys with four personal honor, not as much three, but having guys with four personal honor lets you advance yourself sometimes along the honor track. Right. But, yeah, Dishonor doesn't care what your personal honor is. In fact, having a high personal honor, well, if you're still honorable, having high personal honor might be a detriment if they're actually playing with the cards that compare Chi All the to, magistrate stuff, yeah. to personal honor, but there's an awful lot that doesn't do that anyway. And... And then if you die dishonorably that, they're like, ooh, I get to <laughs> relentless conviction, a guy with uh, four personal honor. Delicious. That's, yes. half my, that's, that's half my advance this turn. But let's see, uh, Phoenix, you're being, you're We're being pushed into honor. Right. Which is a shame, because I don't think we... Uh, our best decks really aren't honor. Well, but you had honor we decks. Had, we've had honor decks, but... Well, I mean, it... There is a lot of synergy. There are a lot of honor cards for sure. Phoenix in the environment. And there was a lot of good Phoenix honor stuff in in Samurai. So, yeah, there's the whole... I don't get to necessarily get to play exactly the deck that I want to, but honor is what Phoenix was playing mostly in Samurai. True. I think it's starting to fade into yeah, the mists of time. Right. But when I looked over the Samurai other- cards, I didn't really remember... Uh, other than, I mean, right. Ikune would kill me over and over again, but I think he just did that out of Phoenix Honor decks, too. Mm. Right, and then also just, you've got the Phoenix tile that gives you two. If you're playing our new box, that presumably is giving you two, if you've got ways to make people naughty. Yes. So there's there's half of your honor gain each turn. Toss in a touch of ice or something, and you're good to go. Yeah, yeah. When they've got, especially, we'll talk when we get to their their samurai stuff. They've got a number of repeat use honor gaining effects, right? Uh, including stuff you can use from home. Yeah, not sure. I mean, um, I think what I'm going to try with Phoenix is uh, Air Shugenja deck because with Air Shugenja, my guys are up every, all the time. I bow all my guys down for honor, straighten them. Bow them on your turn, straighten them. Bow them on your turn, straighten them. Bow them on my turn, straighten them. Just 
Yes. It turns out opens are really good when there are four action phases every turn cycle. Yes. Basically, we already hit on what Scorpion are going to do in this. Spider can kind of do whatever they want. Breeder is the most obvious place to go because you get to bring in a couple of really nasty cards like Fatina right. from Samurai. Now, people have suggested that, oh, Breeder takes too long, and Breeder isn't going to have inevitability. That's that's definitely right. the, one thing that's... There's a clock that... Yeah, that's different about this than... I mean, maybe not if there's... Maybe if it's all military, it can bog down. Well, even, even if it's all military, the problem right now, one-on-one versus Breeder, is you take two or three of Breeder's provinces, and then for that last one, you've got to get through 50,000 zombies. Whereas here, you can go, Attack okay, someone else. Yeah, exactly. You attack someone else. Well, but I, I, I can see... I'm thinking there's the game generally. I can see if there's no honor or dishonor player or enlightenment player just getting in, which is possible. I mean, right. military is the default. Everyone loves to fight. Yeah, well, I, you know, I mean, it, although it helps that you are like a third of the clans are being really pushed by their tiles into honor, dishonor, or mm. if there's an honor or a dishonor deck in there and the game bogs down, they're going to win. Yeah. I mean, either they're going to... they've gonna, got open phase nonsense. Yeah, well, they've, they, they've got a clock. They don't have to attack and leave themselves open. If they, as long as they can just keep on advancing, eventually either... They win. Take it out, or or yeah, or everyone actually has to go in and do something to take them out, which then gets in your traditional. Oh, now someone's vulnerable again. Now it doesn't. I don't think it usually will develop like that, but at least it it could. could. You know, you 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 do need to keep on attacking, but and and so yeah, they would suggest that oh, with breeder you can't get tons and tons of things, but you know what, breeder can bum rush you pretty fast too. Yeah, and. With Fatina and Udo, you know, those are reactions. Those guys could start, if you get one of those out early and there's a lot of action and a lot of people dying, they're going to start generating guys more quickly than usual. So uh, that, you know, could still have some serious potential. And then Unicorn... Uh, battle maidens can very easily play a couple of different honor play both tracks, tracks. Yeah. so and and they they definitely do you know you're getting you're still getting with unicorn you're still getting that early province not, not only that unicorn there's now th- two or three people to sleaze provinces off of for your military track yes yeah you get you, you take a province off of one guy well, that other guy's still got four and still has to spread his guys out if he's going to defend against you. Right. Uh, not not shabby at all. On the other hand, uh, if they can ally, oh, you've got you've got two guys, you've got two guys. Now you've got full coverage. So. Yeah. Well, you may get an ally too, at least early, and then later right. on when you can't get an ally, well, that's what your open tile is for. Right. So yeah, I. That that might be. Yeah, something to take out of the unicorn is that open tile. Get it, get it out of there, so they can't just insta auto win at the end of the game. Yeah, I'm, I'm helping you kill this guy. That's just happening. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, preferably not at a province where any of you guys have people, so you yeah, can't no. use you my can't ally can't it. screw <laughs> with me. Uh, well, speaking of allies screwing with you, let's talk about some of the cards that get added in. 
the war of honor format beyond what's in celestial let's start out with the, the ones in the box the stuff that's in the box so let's see the dragon deck uh, several of these decks give you events that let everyone draw cards and uh, you're not going to play them. you're not going to play with them i it, letting yourself draw a card is not letting worth letting three other people draw a card too no it really is not i mean what else is in the box family library eh Tagashi Oki, you know, she was okay way back in the day, but these days, the dragon guy who just comes into play and draws a card doesn't usually get played much anymore. The 3-3 three, three monk for 7 who bows when she comes into play to draw you a card no. is not going to get played. No. Uh, Shinsei's Tomb, you deal with Enlightenment, Jay. I don't remember anybody really playing with that much of the time. Mm, not really. Um... I mean, actually, you wouldn't. To me, you wouldn't play this necessarily in Enlightenment because we now that you can discard the rings for effects, you can play this in something else. Discard your ring for the fa effect, and then later game, blow it up, get it back. So I get two dr card draws out of void. Yeah, Tagashi Chico. Oh, that's right. He was in Samurai. Mm. So he is a reprint. Yeah, he's pretty solid. Monk comes into the battle, straightens himself. Yeah, never bad. Stagnation. Uh, is a battle open keyho that removes a base ability. It's it's an open keyho for air, and that's about all it's got going for it. Yeah, I guess in this deck, it's a four focus value battle open that you can use unopposed. True. So, you know, do do. Uh, fist and blade. I remember this not being any good. I wonder if it's better now. It's it's a bad one with the flame, mm. but one with the flame is pretty good, but I'm guessing just the existence of one with the flame is going to make people really shy away from Probably, Fist yeah. and Blade. I think that's it for reprints from the Monk deck. Like we mentioned earlier, the Monk deck has a lot of new stuff yeah. in it. Uh, so the Phoenix deck, uh, it's got Birth of the Sword. This is another, you're not going to play with it because other people get to draw a card too. Yeah, I think that's got a little, that's got more play than the ones that are just card draw because it does give you two honor. Yeah. But the honor deck really should be able to advance on its own itself turn. on its own turn without giving other people cards. Uh, then you've got Naki who is four personal honor, so that's good, but is otherwise incredibly mediocre. Yeah, he, he's a boxable he's, with he's four personal honor if you decide you need more guys with four personal honor and more guys who are spell platforms. He also does, his ability I think is better now because you've got a lot more spells that care about your, your elemental trait. element, True. but yeah, not amazing not or anything. Amount, yeah. Then you've got Meisuru, Asako Meisuru, who she's pretty good. Um, I mean, she straightens up to four cards in your army. But she doesn't do it while bowed, so she's basically your first target. You must you, bow me. Yeah, you must bow me. And then block will get the hell played out of it. <laughs> block supply lines. Yeah, block supply lines. Everybody should be playing that. Certainly every defensive deck should be playing that. Yeah, well, that's still... Uh, it's been so long. That's an attacking unit. It's been so long, but that was probably in Samurai or something. But yeah. it's an attacking unit. goes unbowed. Yes, attacking unit goes unbowed. Yeah, there's an awful lot of send home anymore that does not send people home bowed. Right. But... Then we got the Scorpion deck. Uh, we got Soshi Idarin. I don't know that he'd get that much play. He's if he's even if he's home. If there's a dishonorable personality, Bauer straightens someone there. Yeah, the fight he doesn't cause an honor loss, and he doesn't do anything if there isn't the dishonorable guy. His hope is that you're wanting to play it as a Shugenja deck. 
Yeah, I mean, he is a Shigenja magistrate. And there there are some, especially with the, the cards that are now being put in for the, to enable the Phoenix. I mean, there's definitely some overlap, more overlap yeah. between Shigenja and Dishonor. But I'm guessing you don't need to bother with that. No. Uh, you got Soshi Tabato, who's a unique courtier. She's a hero. Yeah. <laughs> uh, open. Going in the crab deck. Target an unbowed personality. His controller either bows him and gains two or dishonors him and loses two. I mean, on the one hand, it's good that it's, it's an open that doesn't bow her, so you get it on every turn. But on the other hand, they get to gain two, so that helps honor deck. Well, you're probably not using it. You, you wouldn't use her against the other deck to be like, why? Well, I'd happily bow my personality yes, and you. gain two honor. I guess it doesn't say controlled by the active player, so... Oh, yeah, that's it's right. The, you it's can the distill. honor player's turn. I'm going to bow the military player's guys. Yeah, oh, the guy who... The military player who just took his turn. I, I think that there is... some potential for that. I mean, when it's not the active player, if it's an active player military deck, you know that they probably want the guy that you're trying to bow. Right. Because I don't know how often people are going to actually let you dishonor the guy. But really, I guess if you... Your opponent gets the choice, so it's always up in the air, but, I mean, bowing a guy is not bad. You need more repeat-use effects. I don't know that you can really just play the bomb deck. Right. I mean, the, the other thing on this is, if for some bizarre reason you're playing Scorpion Honor, you can target your own guys and bow them to gain two. That's hilarious. Yeah. I don't know that you would, but you could. You could? Yeah. Uh... Uh, and then the last one in the Scorpion deck is Shrine to Fukura Kojin, which is probably going to get a lot of play. It's a two for two. Choose your performing personality and bow this card. Show the top card of your fate deck. If its focus value is greater than or equal to your personality's base chi, discard the card. Otherwise, draw it. Okay, let's let's assume for the when we go through the reprints, we're going to have to assume that the audience is capable of looking up cards. Okay, fine. Unfortunately, because you guys are... Trust me, you're going to be bored enough by the time this is done anyway. But yeah, trying to Fukurokujin is the two for two draw that bows the draw card. Yeah. Just a random observation, even though I don't want to talk too much about celestial cards. You know what's a lot worse? Your counting house. Yeah. Because you have to have fewer provinces than everyone. Okay, Lion Deck. Let's just start with the amazing, amazing Death Seeker troop. Oh yeah, that's great. Three fours, three gold, and gaining honor. Yeah. You know how the Crimson Mark is good in a ninja deck? Yeah, it's that, except... Minus one gold and... Minus one gold, yeah. And gain two honor when you use it? Yeah, it's it's stupendous. I will I will gladly have a three for three follower that kills stuff. Amazing. And you've also got followers, the Hired Legion. I don't see that getting played. But that's bow to draw a card, right? Bow to right? draw a card, yeah. Eh, people like bow to draw. I mean, you 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 send in there. They don't oppose you. Mm. Just draw. True. That, that maybe could get action. Uh, and then the Ashigaru conscripts. That's not gonna. Then actions. You've got a couple Bushido virtues. Um, black and white. It bows your guy, which is a drawback. But what it destroys destroy a card without attachments. Yeah, destroy a card without attachments and gain an honor. Oh, yeah, that's right, it's just one. It's lose three if you are a Dark evil virtue. paragon or yeah. something. If you're an evil paragon, lose three. If you're a good paragon, gain one. Oh, yeah, one just isn't... Yeah, the one doesn't matter. Yeah, just play, wait, and, <laughs> wait until cast aside the week comes out and then just laugh maniacally at, mm, at that. Yeah. Uh, see, my enemy's mercy. Um, 
you know, there are too many cards that... That's, yeah, it's giving them the choice. Yeah, there, there's too many ways to gain two honor at the end of an ability. You don't want to give them the choice. Nah. It, on the nice side, it it is a gain two honor card that doesn't require you to be a certain class of personality. So there's a little bit of... True, true. You a lot of the it. ones that have gained two honor attacked at the end of them are looking specifically for courtiers or specifically for magistrates or something. Or paragons or something, yeah. Yeah, but still, I don't like giving my opponent the choice between buying nah. and moving home. Glorious Path to Victory, that could probably see some play. Rehonor all your people, gain two, and give one of your guys, a, if he's opposed, a force bonus. Yeah, does that have gain two honor slapped at the end of it, yes. too? Yes, yes it does. Yes. yes. And and remember that it rehonors your guys and then gives you the two honor. Yes, it does. That that can really ruin Scorpion. the, 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 the yeah. Scorpion deck. Say. Now, and that's one of the things, like, you play it with just the four decks, and Glorious Path to Victory feels just amazing. Stupid. Well, because there's always a Scorpion deck there, yeah. and the Scorpion deck has a lot of magistrates with four chi, and a lot of cards that look for guys with less personal honor than chi, and the Lion deck is a lot of four personal honor guys yes, that the, they can't touch when they're honorable. Yep. Enlistment, I imagine every follower deck's going to play that. Yeah, drawing cards. Yeah, just like yeah. every item, you know, weapon deck should play an Eriting and Heirloom. Yeah. Uh, small farm. Everybody likes small farm. Yeah, I'm sure there's there's something to be said for small farm, especially once we get into the ridiculousness that was the samurai, samurai edition farm, farm scheme. scheme. Yeah. Uh, see Matsu Miyahara, who's a little boxable who gets bigger and bigger. Yeah, that's not gonna. Go, she's not gonna get played. And Sakaki. Bows somebody with force less than or equal to his personal honor. Three so bows low force guys. Yeah, Lion's got so many better not. guys that cost less. Yeah. I can play with a. Personality that's what exactly that except cost one less and bows anyone, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's not going played. Yeah. Although, man, there is a you could potentially just get hammered a lot on the the boxables. Anything that's meta, we're like, well, is there gonna be somebody who has it or not? There's just an increased chance that your meta is actually gonna hit someone. Right. Well uh, well I mean you you run into the problem of if you're playing a bunch of boxables and no one else is and somebody burns the village you get six of your boxables killed. Right? I'm remembering that card correctly. That's right. You target two, and then each player gets the target two. Yeah, so you yes. could... Everyone could just gang everyone up on one. Everyone gangs up on you, so... Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's... That's brutal. Yeah. So, don't play boxables. <laughs> just well, that's, that's it. Well, that's if people actually play with Burn the Village. Uh, I think people are... You're more likely to but, see the event meta. But that would be really effective breeder meta. Kill yes. six uh, breeder tokens? Yes. That sounds like it's going to start overcoming. Although then we'll, the, the repost would be, ah, oh, triple Fatina and triple Udo, blah. But, you know, the game should really not last that long. But there are just so many cards that come into this. <laughs> We could like just all like put in something and be like, you know, then we spent the next hour and a half talking about individual cards in Samurai, and oh my god, that's boring. following segment has been cut. Because we bored ourselves to death, there will be no more Strange Assembly. I am sorry we are dead. You've been listening to Strange Assembly. You can download more episodes of Strange Assembly on iTunes, 
or from our website at www.strangeassembly.com. While you're at our website, you can check out the frequently updated main page or talk with us on the forums. You can also email me directly at chris at strangeassembly.com or you can follow Strange Assembly on Facebook or Twitter. Strange Assembly either place. Thanks for listening.